remember to grab a drink today this time uh, so I'm you know in need of a thirst quenching beverage and I hope this aha sparkling water black cherry and coffee <laughs> can do the job but I don't know it has 30 milligrams of caffeine in it and it's water oh <laughs> Jesus has 30 holy yeah. fuck well we're back here on People Also Search For doing uh, uh, this old bit. Yeah, the old sparkling water Despite, bit. Despite uh, spoiling a future video we might yeah. do, uh, I'm going to say... You know what? We may... You know, we may have a different feeling about it when we're tasting it along some, alongside something else. Wow, Ryan. Wow. Well, you like, you like pretty, it? That's pretty much all... I don't know. It's I don't see. Here's the thing. It's very weird, and it. I already don't like black cherry, and I can't stand coffee. So black cherry and coffee is like the flavor I was like dreading having to buy. I honestly feel like the black cherry is more present in the flavor than the coffee. Like, oh, it absolutely is. Maybe there's a tiny coffee aftertaste, maybe, but. It most uh, I don't know. It's like a, just enough of a coffee taste to like make it a little bit bitter to like fight against the uh, sweetness of the cherry flavor. So I don't know. It's you know, it's like there's a war going on in your mouth when you drink this stuff. <laughs> yeah, except the coffee is ultimately smaller and scrappier. And yeah, probably but, gonna lose. Yeah, but the caffeine brings or the coffee brings that caffeine to the table. Uh, as it may be, so. get you pepped up for a podcast. Makes you go boop. Yeah, here are people also boom. search for the podcast, where we answer life's greatest questions by searching for it on the internet. Mm. Uh. And today we're going to be searching for the opposite of a thirst-quenching sparkling water beverage. We'll be talking about uh, something dry. a little bit more dry, really dry. Like SpongeBob when he went into Sandy's <laughs> dome for the first time. Oh yeah, and he didn't have a water helmet yet. I need it. <laughs> oh man, I love that. Uh, doesn't it do one of the uh, one of the close-up yeah, images yeah, of his the of his skin? Painting of SpongeBob. Yeah. Ugh. I love those. That like Ren and Stimpy, I think was maybe the first cartoon that did that. They might have done it in in like Looney Tunes, I think. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! This is not what I was expecting. These are like fan made images. I just searched hyper realistic SpongeBob. Yeah, it's, it's the, not a good time. The second result, um, that guy makes a bunch of uh, pop culture sculptures, and he's has some pretty cool stuff. Oh, okay, um, that's cool. I forget what his name is, but uh, uh, let's go check done, it out. He's so done like a, can yeah, sure. Look him up. Uh, artist sculpts SpongeBob as human, creating stuff of nightmares. Huh. Let's see, SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Oh, um, his man. name. You may know, however, who Miguel Vasquez is. So his name is Miguel Vasquez. He's twenty-one. Is he year related old. to the guy that uh, made? Uh, Invader Zim? No, that's like, uh, John and Vasquez. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird because uh, I actually was watching Invader Zim last night. I what? Got, really? I got inspired to watch some Invader Zim because I was like <clears throat> kind of out of cartoons to watch. I got like for <laughs> Ryan's reacting uh -oh. to the pictures of Miguel Vasquez's uh, sculpture of SpongeBob and Patrick, which are quite grotesque. Uh, you can see they're it on, horrible. You can see it on our video stream of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe. Thank you. Uh. And uh, yeah, <laughs> check out Miguel Vasquez. Uh, I think he's done Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And uh, I don't, I don't want to see that. No, those ones are even more fucking disgusting I, they're cool though not like they're really cool they're, they're really impressive like mm -hmm. but they're just too disturbing for me to want to look at like that's the most intimidating thing yeah 
Ugh, oh, and he also did Beavis and Butthead, which is another Jeez. famous one. <laughs> oh man, see, Spun those ones already look kind of like grotesque at times. So, like to think he did this to SpongeBob, it's like I don't even want to know what he could do to Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, I mean, because they're already human, so it kind of works. Like same with Ed, Ed, and Eddie. They they just kind of work better because you know they're already human uh, cartoon characters. Hmm. Oh, there's there there it is, Ren and Stimpy. Is that is that one of them? I don't know if that's Miguel Vasquez. That might be a different artist. Oh well, you know what this but is. But for the yeah, <laughs> like that SpongeBob picture we were talking about, where his face looks like a desert. Yeah, when he's all dried out like the desert, he needs to dive into a cool oasis. Now, what doesn't make sense about this image? Yeah, <laughs> about the desert. Sorry, what's interesting about I, the image? I was saying that, that this people is, that are listening can't see. Yeah, I just want to say this. Uh, SpongeBob is a dried out sponge in this, but he has a bead of sweat dripping down his yeah. forehead. So it's like it's like a flop sweat, uh, you know, bead of sweat. It's like he, they're representing him being hot enough to sweat, but he's so dry that he needs water. Yeah, like that that droplet of water is probably going to absorb into his sponge body immediately. Yeah. He couldn't even produce it, but the, uh, is that the, is that sweater? Is that one of the drops of water that he was trying to drink? I don't know. I can't remember the episode, but, um, it looks like sweat. Maybe it is just a drop of water. I don't know. That's the, we're getting off on a tangent here. I mean, yeah, everyone remembers the I need it scene from when spongebob's all dried out but uh yep you know what people don't know about ryan cacti <laughs> oh man <laughs> they do not i mean cacti is very prominent oh man once i i remember i already told a story um before about how i uh rolled somebody into a cactus on accident oh man i forgot <laughs> yeah you did tell that story uh yeah, go back and listen to whatever that was. I, uh, I think it was a Let's Play. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> Anyways, a cactus is a member of the plant family Cactaceae, a family comprising about 127 genera, mm, wink, with some 17, oh, I'm sorry, that's 1,750 known species of the order, hmm, Kyophiles. <laughs> Let's just say that's how you pronounce it. The word cactus. There is an R. Caryophilis. Caryophilis. <laughs> man. Alright. What Ryan said. The word cactus derives uh, through Latin from the ancient Greek. Uh, Mm. Cocked. Kratos. Yeah. Yeah. A name originally used by Theophrastus. <laughs> mm. Good old Theophrastus for a spiny plant yeah. whose identity is not now not certain, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> that was a mouthful, Ryan. I've learned that didn't not... exactly go the way that I thought it would, but you know we're just gonna keep on going. We just learned that not every uh, word describing a type of cactus is as easy to say as cactus. Yeah, I mean that's why uh, we just call it cactus now. Yeah, yeah, cacti. I... Have you ever like gotten pricked by a cactus yourself? Never. Really? You've never gone up and you were just curious to touch a cactus needle? I mean, maybe I did when I was a little kid, like, but I don't think it, I don't think I got any spines in me or anything. Really? Oh, man. Because <clears throat> they have, well, I there's mean, a certain type of cactus where you, if you touch it, like, the prickers, like, shoot out into you. They shoot out like yeah. a gun? <laughs> yeah, they, they, it's like a, it's like a trap. Like a so cannon? Yeah, like a like a landmine or something. Like a musket. Yeah, they don't even look sharp, and then you like touch them, and they shoot out, and they go like they prick into your skin. Look it up. Cacti. cacti. Oh, also, is the is cacti the plural of cactus? Under people also ask. Just 
you know, just to mention that, if anyone didn't know, the plural of cactus is cacti. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. Wait a second. Breaking news. <laughs> cacti is not plural for cactus. The plural for cactus is cactuses. No, that sounds so much worse. I always the thought it was fuck? cacti. Wow. Cactus. Wow. Cact- wow. Cactus. <laughs> wow, cactus. Is, wow. That's uh, uh, derived by the German word cactus. Those needles just shot out of that cactus. Is uh, out of those cactuses like a gun right into my nuts. Oh. <laughs> okay, dude. It says that cacti would suggest that it's from a Latin word, but it's actually German. So, yeah, from the German word cactus. <laughs> yeah. Mine cactus. <laughs> anyway, I'm I gonna go back. Bro, I broke into mine cactus. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the cacti shooting needle. Got a bunch of cactus needles, my freaking, my junk. Oh Frick. wait, I'm very curious about this. There's a video on that that popped up that says extreme cactus oh, attack. There's, there's brave wilderness. Have you ever seen that guy? He yeah, like that's the one that gets himself stung by like a fucking tarantula hawk or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Oh, has he ever uh, gotten stung by a, uh, a bullet ant? Yeah. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Man. He's done all of the most like Holy crap. painful uh, insects like that he could find. Like he's done all of them. Scorpions and fucking uh, all this shit. Like that dude's a little bit freaked up. Oh, in my opinion okay. i mean it's cool though i've watched him i've watched like you know probably 20 of his videos before and watched him got you know watch him get bit by all those creatures he'd be out in australia and shit getting bit by scorpions and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> everything kills you in australia yeah oh, like the the jellyfish in australia they apparently they have these tiny jellyfish that if they you have to wear like a bodysuit in the water because if they sting you you can die yeah i've heard of those i think that's like the most deadly jellyfish in the in the entire world yeah and they're like too small to see them so you could just like run into one and die it's not a jellyfish this is a fucking jellyfish <laughs> A bite-sized jellyfish. <laughs> Some Paul Hogan action. Stung me right on me bunghole. <laughs> Ow. That's gonna be an infection. <laughs> <laughs> I got a swollen asshole. <laughs> I'm not even gonna be able to shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an infection. This is an infection. <laughs> Start like pus starts shooting out oh, after he Jesus. says that. Fucking uh, walls fall out. Shit. Fucking whipped cream. <laughs> oh man, oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm Let's, saying. We're gonna get canceled, Ryan. Easy now. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I mean, cactuses are a dangerous thing, and you know, I figured we should probably read some more cactus names. So, what kind of cactus shoots needles? Ah. Mm. Uh. Answer coming in hot and fast. It's the chain fruit chala, also known chala. as the, also known known as the jumping chala, for its habit of jumping from a parent plant or the ground onto the skin or clothing of a passerby. So these things, you don't even have to touch these things. You walk by them and they shoot you down. Jesus. These are aggressive cacti or cactuses. Correctly, the common reactions. <laughs> Are ouch! And how do I get these bleeping things off me? The barbed cactus spines don't actually jump, of course. Oh, okay. The fact that somebody wrote how do how do I get this bleeping thing off me makes me lose all the credibility for whoever wrote this. Yeah, uh, it's from uh, Tucson.com lifestyles. Dude, this is it's actually from Tucson's website, like Tucson, Arizona. They have to know what they're talking about. You don't get that domain name for not being accurate. Have you ever been to Tucson, Arizona, Ryan? I have not, Jacob. Have you been to Tucson, Arizona? Unfortunately, no. Even though I lived in the Southwest for a short while. Where I have never you made been? it. I never made it to Arizona. The old AZ. The old AZ. 
Ah, the AZ that makes the cheap tea. I also didn't make it to Utah or Colorado either. I I only made it to Texas while I was there for a couple of years. Did you get a 10-gallon hat? Uh, no, I got a, a, a couple five-minute sets of stand-up comedy in. While oh, I was in, nice. In that area, you know. But good ones? That time, well, most of them were either decent to pretty good times i bombed a couple times but you know that's what you know that's gonna happen it's part of the it's part of the journey but uh to the top you know i really miss uh i really miss the southwest uh you know in general i find the climate to be pretty nice you know in the summer it's pretty hot you know it's very hot but uh it's a dry heat as they say yeah, it's uh, very just a, dry. Just a very, very easy to deal with. Like after summer, then you know you just the rest of the seasons are just like all the same. There's mm-hmm. palm trees and, and and you know like in the winter it's like still only just like fifty, sixty degrees. Pretty nice. That sounds good. And you know if you want to just get away from it all, you know what I'm saying. We need to sometimes. You could just drive. <laughs> You know, 15, 20 minutes, and you're like at a mountainside. It's just like, yep, I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could do that in Ohio, you know. Uh, well, the, but you have to be in the go woods. Ahead and say the middle of nowhere in Ohio is probably not nearly it's as like, good as the middle of nowhere it's a, in like New Mexico or Arizona. Well, yeah, but if you're in Ohio, the middle of nowhere, like you're either in like a cornfield or you're in the woods. And honestly, I'm going to make it a mission here on People Also Search for, uh, I find the woods to be a little bit scary. You do? <laughs> you don't like going into the woods? No, I do. I what like about to like go, a trail? Is it okay I like to go, a trail? I like to go hiking and stuff, and I did I did dumb shit as a teenager in the woods, of course. Like, oh, we're going to go in the woods and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> we're going to throw our <laughs> cigarette butts on the nature. When I was like... I think like nine or ten. I was walking through the woods with like a friend, and we found a porn magazine in the back of the woods. I feel like a lot of people have stories like that. It's like, really weird. Like it. That's like the story where it feels like it, it's just a stereotype, and it wouldn't yeah. actually happen. But well, no, it's I've heard just totally happened. I've heard like multiple Gen X like age people telling stories about having to go like find like smut out in the woods like you like you know discarded uh like playboys or hustler magazines in the, in the <laughs> woods uh-huh. and i've well, heard it from uh, like multiple comedians and stuff and it's like man that's fucking like what a childhood you know that sounds like some fucking sandlot shit right there yeah i mean well stand the, by me or something the weird thing is when when it happened to me the internet was already around and like you could just easily look up on the internet like any type of thing you wanted to see. So the fact that somebody still had like a magazine in the woods that you could find as a child, it wasn't hidden very well, man. Well, it I just sounds obscure for I, like I, I feel my like, age. I feel like it's in the wood because I feel like it's in the woods because nobody wants to put it in their garbage can for anyone to see no i was thinking like it so was in the woods because it, the woods. it was like a married man's playboy you, th- you and think he, they're like he goes, it? yeah he hides it and goes out and views it for pleasure in the woods. <laughs> he goes out like <laughs> he goes out on the weekends it's like and damn my wife faps off in the woods with fucking mosquitoes i'm gonna go to my sanctuary and then he goes into <laughs> the woods and it like the the Ugh. fucking roses like growing on the sides of a vine wall open up into this sanctuary but it's just a bunch of porn magazines <laughs> sounds like a horror he's like and he's film. just like i hate my wife and he starts jerking <laughs> off vigorously pounding off yeah. like, <laughs> like cussing in the woods while he's fapping off really fast yeah and then you're just like you're a 10 year old and you're just like la 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 la. i'm like skipping through the woods you know you happen to walk by and you're like oh these are some beautiful roses and they like press the wrong one then the rose door opens up and they walk in and there's all this cum and porn magazines all over the place you fucking find those shit it's like they're like whoa and then 
they're sexually awakened because it's the oh. first time they've seen a nude woman. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> is this an anecdote, Ryan? No, no, Did this that is just turn a story. into a real life thing then. <laughs> Before I knew it, there was a big old load on my, my face. My- before I knew it, I what had an, an origin story. <laughs> That's canon, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the pass F wiki. Oh my god. Oh man. Yeah, and ever since then, I I loved I've just loved pornography. No. <laughs> As it goes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Anyway, you don't find much pornography in the wood or in the in the desert. You find it in the woods. So, the de- <laughs> a beautiful segue. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we didn't we didn't look up everything I wanted to on cactuses. Oh fuck yeah! I found some sick free desert porn today. <laughs> I'm totally oh, pounding fuck. off when I get home. <laughs> yeah, and then like they accidentally are walking by a cactus, but they get a boner real quick and it slides against the side and needles shoot into their <laughs> penis. I got fucking needles in my cock. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull those out quick. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, anyway, I was gonna say, like, cactuses, um... They, they've got they've got needles on the outside, but some of them have fruit, and the fruit has needles on the inside. Yeah, you can eat like a uh, uh, I forget the name, and I saw them all the time when I lived in New Mexico. Uh, this prickly pear? Yeah, those you would you could find that anywhere. Yeah, you could get a prickly. Yeah, prickly pear is the fruit that grows out on side of a, or outside a cactus. Ah. Oh yeah, the little bulb things. Mm-hmm. Okay, Apuntia, a commonly called prickly pear, is a genus in the cactus family <laughs> Cactaceae. Prickly pears are also known as tuna sabra, nopal from the Nahuati word <laughs> nopali for the pads or nozzle from the Nahuatl word noctiti for the fruit or paddle cactus. <laughs> Man, have you ever put one of these? Uh oh. Looks like <laughs> I was. Uh, Damn it! I was the culprit this time. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Um, I was gonna say, have you ever uh, put one of these in your mouth, Jacob? Nope. Have you? So, um, I never uh, was so inclined. Yeah, I've only had one one time, and I was walking through the desert, and a man picked uh, one of these fruits off a fresh cactus just out in the wild, and he was like, you can eat this. (laughs) (laughs) You can eat this. Yes. Do it slow, though. Traveler. And that's the second Uh, um, part of Ryan's sexual awakening. Yeah, yeah, you... (laughs) Oh my God, you uh, cannon! Yeah, he uh, he he just like took the the cactus fruit, the opuncha, and he he's he's like, you can eat this, and he slowly sliced the center of it open and revealed the fruit inside, a bright pink fruit. Mm-hmm. Love that bright pink. Yeah, I love that bright pink fruit. It's moist and you know, uh, edible. Edible. As it yeah. turns out. At, yep. And. And uh, he's just like, here. So he grabs the pink with his three fingers, and he pulls it out in this globular formation, similar to that of what you might find in a, maybe a dragon fruit. Oh. And he's like, here, kid. He placed it on my tongue, Have and then this. he unzipped he my pl- pants. He <laughs> placed it upon my fingers, uh-huh. and then I put it in my mouth. Little did I know that... The pear would have needles inside of the fruit. Uh-huh. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happens is mm-hmm. when you take a bite of this fruit, you get these prickers all over the whole inside of your mouth, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, like your tongue like looks like a cat tongue afterward. Yeah, it's like similar to uh, 
I would say maybe something that was very spicy, but instead it's uh, pain, pure pain, molecules of needles sticking all inside the roof of your mouth and your tongue and your cheeks everywhere. Now, now if you like pain, it's all right because the taste is great. Like they're good, they're good fruit. Really? Yeah, I I like the taste. It's it's pretty sweet. People also ask, what does prickly pear taste like? Wow. Convenient. No, Thanks, Google. Known to few, the fruit of the Nepales cactus. Cacti with beaver tail-like paddles are quite edible. Called prickly pears, these neon fruits provide delicious juice that tastes like a cross between an all-natural bubble gum. <laughs> if needed there is such a thing and watermelon oh watermelon and bubble gum like yeah. a bit, like a pack of hubba bubba <laughs> yeah man and everybody loved watermelon oh, hubba bubba Peggy, i need my hubba bubba <laughs> oh man so did it taste like a cross between bubble gum and watermelon yeah that's a pretty good that's a pretty good uh way to say it um although it did, it didn't mention the needles yeah, the the I think that when they like if you buy one of these at the store, they have like probably breeds of them that don't have the prickers in them. But the one I got was like a random one from a real cactus that somebody grabbed and gave to me. Mm, right out of the earth. Yeah, it just goes to show you that you don't need to pay for food, but the food outside that's wild might hurt you. Like poison berries in the woods with all of the pornography. It's <laughs> um, not a abandoned pornography. This is abandoned pornography. And then needles shoot in your mouth because you're in the woods having a nice snack. This prickly pear tastes like Hubba Bubba and watermelon. <laughs> Man, Hubba Bubba is really great gum. I, I just... I had it a lot when I was a kid, but I don't. I don't really chew gum anymore. I don't, I, I'm not. I'm not really that into it. No, I haven't had it in a while. Um, I've definitely had some like mint sticks every so often. Oh, did just they make? Did they freshen make... up the breath? Yeah, you know, I like. I'll I'll have like an Altoids or something if I. You know. Oh, those are good. <laughs> oh man, cinnamon Altoids. Oh, yeah. They the curiously strong mint. They dry up your mouth. They spice up your mouth like they do. a prickly pear. You can tell if somebody has had cinnamon. Like it is it is a strong scent. But it's a good scent. I like when people smell like cinnamon. You know where cinnamon comes from? Indian trees. <laughs> is that right? I think so. There's like trees in Sri Lanka or something that they get cinnamon from. Like the it's it's tree bark. I guess you can search. Where does cinnamon come from? Okay. <laughs> Where does cinnamon come from? Oh, it comes from the kitchen, darling. Uh. <laughs> cinnamon is native to Sri Lanka. <laughs> nice. Formerly Ceylon. 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 I yeah. think that's how you say it. Uh, the neighboring Malabar coast of India and Myanmar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Brilliant. it's also <laughs> cultivated in South America and West Indies. The spice consisting of the dried inner bark is brown in color and has a delicately fragrant aroma and a warm, sweet flavor. Yeah. Delicately fragrant aroma. Dude, cinnamon sugar toast is like, oh, so good. Yeah, that's another thing I had a lot when I was a kid, but I, I, don't, I don't do that anymore because don't really like bread too much and, uh, you know, can't have cinnamon toast without uh, bread. You know, I'll do it every so often if, uh, if I'm trying to have, like, a special breakfast that morning or something. It's like, I'm having a good day. It's Sunday morning. You're like, I'm going to cook up some omelets and have some toast with some cinnamon sugar. Multiple omelets. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cook up, like, four omelets. Yeah, that's that's a Ryan breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and a glass of OJ. Yeah. I don't... Uh... I don't usually have bread and tortillas. I'll have like one or the other. So I'll get a loaf of bread or like a half loaf of bread just like maybe once a month or mm -hmm. even less. Once every couple months. But also, uh, speaking of cinnamon toast, cinnamon toast crunch. 
One of the best cereals, in my opinion. Oh, man. I also love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's a little bit dry like a desert and has those wavy, deserty looking lines on it. But, mmm. Good stuff. Put a little bit of 1% milk or almond milk on that bad boy. and Agreed. Do you not like skim milk? Because I, I actually like skim milk, and I feel like most people hate it. I don't know that I've ever tried it. Really? I mean, Whoa. I could try it, but I honestly don't really like milk very much either anymore. Have you always been a one percenter? Oh, uh, yeah, for most of my life. <laughs> oh, one percenter? <laughs> oh, my God. I snuck that one in there, man. Yeah. So snuck it right into the goalpost. Fucking rich-ass motherfucker. I wish. <laughs> yeah, me too. Maybe one day the people also search for a podcast will make us enough where we can actually, you know, It'll shoot us to the top. And we'll... Straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are gonna love it. We're gonna be on the 78th floor of a 77 floor building, Ryan. Yeah. And that's only. Well, can we have a swimming pool, Jacob? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd love that. Turns out there's lots of varietals of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> I definitely remember the French toast crunch. Uh, from a from my childhood, and that stuff was pretty good too. It wasn't nearly as good though. I'll, I'll make another admission here, real quick, Ryan, before mm-hmm. we move back to deserts. Yep. Uh, when it comes to uh, breakfast baked goods, if you will, mm, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a French toast guy, and I will pass on waffles and pancakes 99% of the time. I think I would place my vote on <laughs> waffles. I think waffles are my favorite of those three. Yeah, I mean you're you're in the majority. I, I know that being a French toast guy is not very popular, but you know sometimes good. sometimes when I have my biannual loaf of bread, I'll maybe make a... <laughs> when you're having a special Sunday morning breakfast. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll uh, you know fry me up some uh, French toast real quick, you know. You know what else can get fried up in the desert? Oh, what could get fried? An egg. What? Oh, you can just fry it out there? You pro- Yeah, I'm sure you can actually cook an egg on the sidewalk can in, like, Arizona. You cook with desert heat. <laughs> oh, wait. 51 no-bake deserts. <laughs> Desserts. Oh, shit. I put two S's. My bad. <laughs> We're not doing this podcast on desserts, but maybe maybe one day. Uh, uh, wait. Advice. Well, we talked about sweets a little bit. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Foodandwine.com. Is it so hot or is it so hot in Arizona you can cook steaks in the sun? I think that'll answer it. If you can cook a steak, you can cook an egg. And if you cook it together, it will be just like a special Sunday morning breakfast. Oh man! So did you like my rendition of that? I did. Ding 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 ding. Oh yeah! What a great song. Oh, the first day. Really inspiring stuff. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that the first day of summer was June 20th in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, celebrated the solstice with a high temperature of 116 degrees. Holy crap, that's hot, man. Yeah. Apparently, the weather was perfect for a barbecue. No grill necessary. Okay, so here's the thing. If you're standing outside, like, waiting for your food to cook on the ground while you're just, like, out in the sun, wouldn't you be slowly cooking as well? <laughs> well, I mean, you could stand in the shade. When we're getting a tan, are we just, like, cooking our skin? Yep. It's like fucking human jerky, essentially. It's like <laughs> you're making yourself into a treat, like a tasty treat that you can use as a protein replacement in a, di- a weekly fucking diet. <laughs> Some keto shit right there. Yeah. When I lived in New Mexico, I think the the hottest I ever experienced was either 110 or 111, and it was oppressive. (laughs) Even though it was a dry heat, like I said earlier, it was just like, woo, this 111 beast is slapping right now. I am sweating a lot. (laughs) I mean, people die from, like, hiking through deserts and not having the proper equipment and plenty of water. 
Uh, <laughs> food and wine's trying to get me to save this article denied. for later. Access denied. I don't want to save your Halt. article. We're saving it within our podcast. Yeah, but j- just a quick plug. Go check out foodandwine.com since they interrupted the podcast so rudely. Um, freaking ads. Yeah. Anyway, um, the it's like you can. It says that she cooked the steak successfully just outside in the sun. So still, we get it. It's hot in Arizona. We'll stay away no matter how delicious your Lamborghini cookies are. Wait, Lamborghini <laughs> cookies? Okay. You know what's wow, weird? Wow, that's about- a real knee slapper there, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're just like still on like the cooking things in the in the sun and like we were just talking about Lamborghini cookies. Now I've never had a Lamborghini, but I used to have like this SUV when I was in college and sometimes like I really wanted a nice warm Sunday breakfast and I I just took the hot or not hot pockets I took the uh, <laughs> <laughs> or I, was I, also, it? I used to eat hot pockets but <laughs> I cooked them in the sun um, but uh, yeah <laughs> I would take like a box of pop tarts and put them on my dashboard before because I was like commuting to school and I would, you know, heat them in the morning sun. <laughs> and then when I got in my car to drive to class, I didn't have to wait. I could just get in the car and there would already be a nice warm Sunday breakfast right there for me. <laughs> Why were you going to school on Sunday? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I just call oh, every uh, breakfast a Sunday breakfast. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> It was well, just what I did before I went to class. I would eat they... a Pop-Tart that was cooked on my dashboard. I don't... I don't know if that's believable because, like, aren't they in reflective, like, wrappers? No, I just, yeah, but I left the box on the dashboard, so the, But like, it, it would reflect away the sun. How would the sun heat that, it? Yeah, because I don't have them open. I had them inside of a box on my dashboard. So, like, they, they the box would oh, heat like up and the, then they would be like hot the, inside of the box. Oh, like the endothermic heat or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you would get in there and you'd have a nice warm pop tart. You'd go to class and you don't have to waste any time getting breakfast or cooking breakfast. Oh, so you mean like in the summer, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was really sunny. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we were talking about how you could cook oh, steaks yeah, in yeah. the sun. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if it's like ninety degrees, then a ninety degree pop tart is going to be just above like room temperature, like uh, you know, ten twenty degrees just above room temperature. Yeah, and I mean, it's it probably worked better than the microwave instructions on the pop tart box anyway, because the pop tart box used to say that you would you should put a pop tart in the microwave for three seconds. Yeah, and if you put it in for like twenty seconds, it's like boiling hot. Yeah, on but the inside three of it. seconds isn't enough either, though. But that's the actual instructions. But I feel most like people cook them in a toaster. Really? I. That's why they're pop. Like pop tarts. They I've pop never... out of a toaster. They're, they're tarts that <laughs> oh pop out of God. a toaster. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. But honestly, I've never cooked a pop tart in a toaster. What? I Jacob, never... how? <laughs> Dude, no! No, you've never had a proper tart. Oh, you've never man. had a proper pop tart. I always put it in the microwave. I, I think I even mentioned before. Yeah, when, no, we, talked about the, when we talked about the microwave, remember... I put the whole packet of Pop-Tarts, like, with the wrapper, and then it caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. I always put Pop-Tarts in the microwave. I can understand doing it occasionally, but there's they're supposed to be cooked in the toaster. I mean, maybe that's just called impatience, because it takes longer than three seconds to, <laughs> that's, to get it. It does, but it's so much better at the toaster. Oh, you, man, you're really? Gonna, yes. I've had it both ways, and I've had them cold. And I mean, all what all the ways you eat a pop tart, the pop tart's gonna taste good. I heard but, somebody. I heard like a joke in a cartoon. Somebody said, like they put butter on the top of their pop tarts to make it taste better. That's very strange. And maybe somebody said it in a podcast once too. Pop-tarts I don't are know. Are already horrible for you. Like they already. Yeah, have, but they're like, all they're all dry. That's like, true. Well, they're not as dry when you cook them in the toaster because the outside gets like crisp. 
but then the inside, the jelly or whatever is in there, the frosting, oh, yeah. <clears throat> it like gets melted, so yeah. it's like liquidy. So the microwave not... would dry it out. Man, it doesn't. I... It dries out the outside, but leaves the inside moist and gooey. I think I f- was fucking up for my entire childhood when yeah. I was eating pop tarts. It's like, well, have you ever had a toaster strudel? Oh yeah, those you cook in the like, yeah, yeah in the pop tart or in the. <laughs> Those you cook in the toaster. In the toaster. You gotta fuck, you I gotta cook my Pop-Tart in the Pop-Tart. I gotta put my taste straight on to the Pop-Tart machine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the... Yeah, the... Sorry. The Pop-Tart... <laughs> oh, you don't need to apologize. <laughs> the Pop-Tart, yeah. The, the toaster. Yeah, I put it into the toaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The worst is when you accidentally burn the toaster strudel. And then it's like, not a, there's not enough fucking frosting in the world to, like, make that shit any better after you burn no, it. You, and it's and just and like, you God damn it. You can try and scrape the surface of it off of the, the Might as tart, well just fucking throw it in the garbage. Yeah, throw it away and grab another one out of the box. And if there's none left in the box, go to your local Kroger and pick one up. Oh, man. Or whatever grocery stores in your area. Ralph's. Uh, Ralph's? Go to Ralph's. That's Shop and save. They're owned by Kroger, so Hannaford. Food Lion. <laughs> Meyer. <laughs> Whichever um, area you live in. Giant Eagle. Possibly even a Shout Walmart out. or Target. <laughs> They're all grocery stores now. They, there's so many groceries. Trader Joe's, although <laughs> uh, Whole Foods. Now we got to go into the fancy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Whole Foods. Yeah, man. If you go to Whole Foods, you can like get a like a a nice piping hot meal. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's quite a place. If I was walking through the desert and I was like really hungry and thirsty, I bet I would see a mirage of a Whole Foods <laughs> hot food section because. You know, when well, I am you want starving, hot food when you're in the desert, when I am starving and getting us picking up a sweat, you know, working out, picking up a sweat, and <laughs> walking through the desert, there's nothing I'm thinking about more than a Whole Foods hot food section. Really? Yeah, man. You go, have you seen how many options they have? Oh, it's quite a spread. There's nothing like it. I've never been to a grocery store where you can get basically anything like pre-cooked, like hot that you can just sit down and eat right there. Yeah, they got. I mean, it's just a restaurant. It's a it's a restaurant it's like a slash legit... grocery store. Yeah, they have a seating section so you can eat it there if you want to. Ah, uh, I only went once, but you know maybe I might need to indulge on that every once in a while. And you can get anything because it 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 charges you by weight. So yeah, here's my one suggestion though. They've got mashed potatoes. But... Ryan's life hack of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome Here's to Ryan's whole life food. hack. <laughs> um, but yeah, whole uh, foods hacks. Yeah, the uh, the mashed potatoes at the bar, while being very delicious, are also very heavy for what you get. So if you get mashed potatoes, the price of what you're about to buy is going to go way up because you don't you don't never you get you don't get a small scoop of mashed potatoes. You get a big glob of those most yeah, of the time. True. And then you'd be surprised how much that mashed potato weighs in comparison to other the other things that are there. And I just don't think it's worth it. I mean, you could go buy a pack of mashed potatoes and just or oh, an yeah, actual you, potato for yeah, so much cheaper. You can get an instant potatoes like Idahoan uh, potato. You know, it makes yeah. like enough at, like to be a meal. And it's amazing how those bowl. work. It's just powder you pour it into water and. Yeah, it's probably... It turns into mashed potatoes. <laughs> like magic. Like Chris Angel. <laughs> Chris Angel's gonna get on his big old bucket of mashed potatoes <laughs> and ride through the desert. Like it's the funny pioneers. That, it's funny, though, because the Whole Foods thing does uh, tie into when I lived in New Mexico because the only time I ate at the hot food, uh, Whole Foods uh, section, it was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good, but I don't remember what I ate there because this has been a few years now. So, but we didn't learn too much about the desert yet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm actually curious about like um, like we 
we learned about cactuses, but I mean, or cacti, however you want to say it. Um, but we didn't just search like deserts. What <laughs> is desert? What is desert? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, for those of you who don't know what a desert is, a desert is a barren area of landscape where little precipitation occurs and consequently living conditions are hostile for plants and animal life. Then I don't see how vultures survive out there, honestly. Like, <laughs> I know, I and they don't. also have enough prey to like get a decent meal. I know they're not eating prickly pears. Those shits hurt. <laughs> the lack of vegetation exposes the unprotected surface of the ground to, uh, to the processes of denundation. Yeah. Oh, the andor, uh, annual... Parti- uh, I think that's the opposite of inundation, right? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. The annual... Pre- uh, pre- fuck. The, <laughs> an- <laughs> the annual precipitation is only 10 inches. That's so little. Yeah, man. That's one, like... As much as I uh, hate on Ohio sometimes, I really do like the rain and I like thunderstorms. And so, like, when I lived in New Mexico, it was just like, man, like, when it, when it did rain, you were like, fuck, yeah. Like, everybody would just go outside and, like, look They'd at the like rain. They'd be, like, dancing in the street. Dancing Sing in the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking singing in the rain, but that's way better. No, but people, like, you would see, like, almost everyone, like, out on their patio just, like, like sitting there just admiring the rain. Like, yeah. Uh, I can feel its cooling nature on my body. Like you know, how it, like it feels when it rain, like when it's raining and it's like slowly being cooled off. Yeah. Especially like when it's been hot outside, and you know, obviously in the southwest, it's hot most of the time. So when it does rain, you're just like, oh, yeah. I don't want to go out and play in the rain, and I don't even know what I'm fucking doing. I'm just gonna lose my mind. I can't even believe it. It feels so good on my skin, and I just can't wait until the next time that there's a big thunderstorm coming over the horizon. <laughs> that's a great shower that's coming down from the sky out there. It's not a thunderstorm. <laughs> it's um, a sandstorm. Sandstorms are something that happen in the desert. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, freaking Darude. Darude sandstorm. Darude. Hello, everybody. My name Oh, man. Finnish DJ. I actually didn't know where this... I know everybody knows the song, but I, I, Hello, I knew the my, name. But my I didn't name know where it came from. Oh, it's 44-year-old from uh, Finland. Uh, Tonyville Henrik Vertanen. Better known by his stage name, Darud, is a Finnish DJ and record producer from Jura, Finland. He started making music in 1995 and released the platinum-selling hit single Sandstorm in the late 1999. Wow. That song. Wow, it's from 1999. Holy shit, I feel... Woo! I feel old now. (laughs) I used to play that song on Dance Dance Revolution. Um, That's the most 90s thing. Oh yeah, Darude. with your Jinko jeans yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> Jinko jeans, Dance Dance Revolution, and Daru- or Sandstorm and, by and, Daru and Kangol hats. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely had one oh, of those. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like a chain on your pants hooked to your yeah. wallet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but in comparison to that song, I, I want to know like what a real sandstorm is. Like, oh yeah. What's a sandstorm? It's scary, Ryan. Have you ever seen one? Oh yeah. Have you it's ever pretty been cool. stuck in one? No. Oh okay. Well, I yeah. mean, you just go inside. Like I don't know. It's go ahead, Ryan. Just well, let's, I... let's explain for the people. Can I just say real quick that the way that this is uh, presenting uh, what a dust storm is to me on Google uh, looks like it's describing a, a Pokemon. It says dust storm, and then right under it, it says disaster type. <laughs> It's like dust storm, and it's a disaster type. It's a disaster type. He causes natural disasters in the environment. He has 78 hit points. 
<laughs> a dust storm, also called a sandstorm, is a meteorological phenomenon common in an arid and semi-arid regions. Dust storms arise when a gust from or other strong wind blows loose sand and dirt from a dry surface. Dig Trio, I choose you! <laughs> Oh man, Diglett was awesome. Did you ever Sand see Sand Slash Go? Did you ever see that meme where it's Diglett and uh it's like is it his nose or is it a mouth with one tooth? Have you looked at a Diglett and thought that before? No. I uh, always thought it was his nose. But like, yeah, a little shiny mark on it. Now with the information that you have well, this one has a sh- uh, like ah, uh, is it <laughs> no, because a lot of them there's no, there's like no, it looks like a shine. Yeah, it's definitely a nose. But look, oh here it is from the show. This is why people thought we're like, is it a nose uh, or is it a, is it a mouth with one? Yeah, tooth? I can kind of see it, but the like the perspective of the tooth wouldn't make sense. Like the tooth would need to be further back in its mouth according to the direction his eyes are pointing yeah it would definitely need to be further back but it's just funny to like look at the image yeah. and imagine that as a mouth it's kind of like, like how a, doofy it looks yeah like if he has like a mouth <laughs> whereas he has like a snaggle tooth off to the side but it's like pointing in a weird direction like in towards his throat but no yeah it's uh Ugh. Ugh. Somebody, oh, that somebody, yeah. Somebody did a fan art of if Diglett and Doug Trio had surface forms where they have legs. Uh, yeah, it's not it, fun. It doesn't look good. It doesn't. Especially the Dig Trio one. That's fucked up. Yeah, and it looks like his heads are coming out of like a, like a concrete cert like floor. Yeah. So it's like it it couldn't it already couldn't go through concrete. I don't think it would live in an area like that. No. I don't know. I think he's oh, mostly like in the story. in the dirt and stuff. Um, well, I mean, we already read what was, you know. Yeah, I just the definition to, of a sandstorm. I wanted to check out a sandstorm because they it you does think look sandstorm, cool. <clears throat> and there's a big difference to being inside of a sandstorm and like being near a sandstorm. Because when you're near it, you can like see the entire area of the storm, and it looks really cool. Yeah. But if you're inside of a sandstorm, you're probably having a really bad time. Yeah. I mean, I I wasn't in I wasn't inside of a bad one, but I definitely experienced like sand whipping around in the air and stuff, and you like the um, depth of field that you can see and like see through is very very shallow. Mm, I was wondering if you could die in a sandstorm, or I guess if if people often die. How many people die in a sandstorm? It says while these winds won't kill you, they frequently cause auto accidents as a result of the blinding effects of the sand. It's kind of like being in a snowstorm like or in a blizzard when you're trying to drive. Yeah, but you need to have like a t- like a bandana wrapped around your mouth so that you can breathe because you'll constantly be inhaling sand if you don't. Oh yeah. That's why everybody in those depictions of the desert are always walking around looking like they're in Mad Max or something. Or like the the dudes in Star Wars that like oh yeah in the yeah of course the Tuscan Raiders I think they were called yes the yeah. Tucson Raiders <laughs> the Tucson Raiders <clears throat> the Tucson Arizona Raiders um that sounds like a football team the Tucson, the Tucson Raiders <laughs> yeah the Tucson Arizona Raiders there should be a Tucson Raiders that'd be yeah although there's already a Raiders football team uh, yeah we'd have to pick something else what would Tucson's football team be called well they should be called the Tucson Raiders because it's like a pun of Tuscan Raiders yeah I don't know if and then you could use that Tuscan Raiders like creepy that's like one of the most creepy uh uh character designs in Star Wars that's true I don't know if Disney <laughs> would allow it since they own Star Wars now. No, yeah. I mean, of course, they, they'd be like, Mickey Mouse would be like, Hey, NFL, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, if you like football, that's fine. But You know, I wanted to go back to the uh, what is desert um, yes. search. And then there's uh, a couple things I wanted to check out. Um, what are four types of deserts under people also ask? Wow. The four main types of desert include hot and dry deserts, semi-arid deserts, coastal deserts, and cold deserts. 
In hot and dry deserts, also known as arid deserts, the temperature are warm and dry year-round. Mm-hmm. Zero-scaping. Wow. <clears throat> you know what zero-scaping is? No. Uh, it's like a alternative of landscaping for if you live mm. in the desert because you can't really maintain, like, a lush green lawn like you can in, in the rest of the country because there's very little precipitation. Is it like so? It's like stones and mulch. And oh, I was thinking like it would be like a bonsai garden where there'd be people out there with rakes, like raking sections of the desert <clears throat> to look nice. Uh, I mean, no, like it's it's not like it's not like the pebbles in a Zen garden. It's just it's just like stone, like colored stones, and like it could be mulch or it could be just like you know cactuses in your lawn and like you know there's not any most people don't have like grass lawns because mm. it takes a lot of water to yeah everybody's got that yeah that in would be desert. interesting because i've i've been to las vegas and all the front lawns of the houses there are dead like deserts essentially it's yeah. very interesting in comparison oh with, yeah to that's what you would see like yeah in the midwest that's what zero scaping is i don't know why it's called that but that's what they call it. Hmm. But uh there's uh let's let's find out what are the most famous deserts. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's uh We need to know some examples of deserts now that we know I what mean, they are. You could say the Grand Canyon is like a famous desert. Or the Sahara, I would say, is probably the, the most famous, right? What? The Sahara? What are the most Maybe. famous deserts? I would think. Everybody knows that one. The Saharan Desert? Yeah. In Africa? Oh, the 16 most spectacular deserts <laughs> in the world. That'll be just perfect. You can ride through it on your big old bucket of mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, the Nambi Desert in Africa is the first one that comes up. I think that might be Namib. Oh. N- Sorry. N-A-M-I-B desert in africa oh it looks so dry it's so <laughs> dry it looks like you could spread I out a beach towel it. oh man stretching for 1200 miles the namid desert happens to be one of the oldest on the planet at least 55 million years that's old it is situated along the atlantic coast of africa in the countries of namibia Angola and South Africa. Although a desert, the land is inhabited by an impressive array of flora and fauna, including desert elephants that can go days without water. Mm. Whew, getting thirsty just thinking about it. I don't want to live there. <laughs> don't take me there. Okay. God. <laughs> no. Uh, situate. Uh, we got the uh, Atacama, Atacama Desert in South America. I don't know if we want to read through all these, but this one's got a beautiful sky with. It's a time lapse. A time of yeah, the stars. A time lapse of the stars. You probably could see the stars great out in the desert. Oh yeah, man, that's one really awesome thing. Sahara Desert. I I actually went to watch a, uh, a lunar eclipse at. White Sands, New Mexico. Oh. So I was like out in the middle of a desert with what, like almost purely white sand. That's awesome. That and sounds the, it, great. And the lights went completely out because the shadow of the earth covered up the moon for a few minutes. And it was just, you could not see anything but the stars. Like you could barely see your hands in front of your face. It was fucking trippy. <laughs> I highly recommend it. If you ever find yourself in the good old southwest of the United States. Yeah, I've only I walked through a desert once um, in Israel where I was actually like out in the desert and like they the place i was at had like these big fences around they were like tents and they had big fences around and it was because they would have like there'd be like wild animals and like dogs and shit out there that would attack people that you had to like keep them out of your camp at night that dingo ate my baby (laughs) (laughs) 
damn Australian Zangos. Um, I wonder if uh, one of the Australian deserts is one of the famous. Probably. The, we had Sahara Desert. We got Gobi Desert. That's China and Mongolia. That's a, Gobi. Cl- a classic one. Boop. The Mojave Desert in Nevada and California. I think we all know that one. Oh, uh, yeah. That, ooh, the Antarctic Desert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hit my elbow. Uh, the Antarctic Desert uh, in uh, Antarctica. Um, oh, I, yeah, that's a cold desert. That's interesting. And the desert's already cold at night, so the Antarctic Desert at night is probably horrible. Oh, man. That's, I would not want to be there. That's, you probably have to wear, like, an astronaut suit to, dis, to like, survive out there. The Antarctica one is trippy looking. Yeah, the cacti look that's, like that's trees. Not, that's definitely not Antarctica. That's the previous oh. one. Oh, yeah, oh, the one with all the snow. I gotcha. <laughs> Makes the, sense. Well, the one with the icebergs and such. Mm-hmm. No, that's trippy. I, I do not want to... I don't want to go there. Like, no. I, th- that would be scary. Have you Even ever, if there's whales. Have you ever seen the thing? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. No, you don't want to. You don't want to be there. Ooh. Uh, so the Sonoran Desert in USA and Mexico would probably be a little bit. Oh my God, that's a large number of cacti. <laughs> um, maybe it wouldn't be as comfortable as the Antarctic. Probably a little more comfortable because you could at least dodge the cacti. But yeah. there's this is like a forest of a forest of. Uh, prickly pears that's waiting to sting your mouth <laughs> oh yeah it looks a little bit scary um the thor desert or thar thar desert in india and pakistan well that's one of those ones where it's, it's a classic looking desert yeah that's like uh, uh it's got the nice wavy lines all the way across the landscape yeah that's the that's the classic uh, sand dunes you might think of yeah, like from uh, Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. <laughs> Remember mm. those sandworms, Ryan? I do. I, those were mighty cool. scary. Yeah, the black and white. Uh, what was the a girl on uh, a real monster's name looking thing? Mm, a- Ablina. Ablina. Yeah. Goblina. Schwoblina. Yeah. Groblina. Whatever Goblina, she was, the a real monsters girl that was like a twig that was basically the same as those. I wonder if that show holds up. I've been watching. I've been trying to find, uh, you know, some old cartoons to watch lately, and uh, I wouldn't mind checking that one out too. I remember liking it, but I haven't. Yeah, feel, I like that's it one too. of those ones where I feel like it's not gonna hold up yeah, quite as well. That's kind of how I your feel. Your Hey Arnold. I don't, yeah, Hey Arnold's a good one. I've I've definitely even Doug. Like that. Doug doesn't hold up as well as Hey Arnold, but Doug is still pretty good. Like, you know, Billy West. He did the voice of Doug and Roger. What? That's so weird. That's, they, they had such a different voice. Although I know. Roger, Roger had like that pinch in your nose. He'd be voice. like, hey, funny. Yeah, what's and then, up, funny? And then Doug would be like, stop it, Roger. I'm not going to take your poo-poo anymore. Yeah, and then Roger would shove his eat head my in that shit toilet now. seat. <laughs> and then Doug would eat his shit immediately. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, man, we got some weird like... Doug bits that go on on this show. <laughs> yeah, just go watch the best of people. Also, search for plays video to go find the oh yeah, that's... the Doug bit we had that's, when we were uh... playing Bonkers. <laughs> Questionably problematic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was a bad, Anyways, that was a we got one. the Rubble Collie in <laughs> Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Mm. Oh yeah, that's like rubble the, my cock. The knights live <laughs> on the sand. Oh, I'm gonna come in the sand. <laughs> oh, wait, is that some pornography over there in the <laughs> desert? It's covered in semen. Oh, my desert porn's gonna get blown away <laughs> by the sandstorm. <laughs> oh, and then you got fucking clumps of like sandstorm. Come like flying oh. through the air, and it's got like all the dust from the sand on the outside of it. It's Oi, like a clump. Form. It's a tumble cum. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's going straight straight through the outback. <laughs> Is that a tumble cum on the floor over there? Can I get that blooming onion with extra tumble cum? We're going to need a bus boy over here to pick up that tumble cum off the floor. <laughs> Look at the... <laughs> Look at the 
size of that tumble cum. <laughs> oh man, tumble weave too, man. It's like when you see a weave rolling down the streets of New York City. <laughs> Or Cincinnati, or Cincinnati, Ohio. I've 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 seen a tumbleweave out downtown before. <laughs> Big old clump of hair rolling through the city. <laughs> but anyway, you got the Taklamakan Desert in Central Asia. <laughs> Nothing interesting there. You got the Pinnacles Desert in Australia. Oh yeah, there's the Australian one. That's um, not a desert. This is a fucking desert. I would imagine this is the one that all these I, scenes we're talking about have taken place. Hopefully, the Australian uh, desert. Hopefully, if there's any Australian listeners at any time, you don't find our yeah. We're, it's in and good fun. You Way know. early Paul, on in the yeah, yeah podcast, Paul Hogan. We were just talking about Paul Hogan and how like we we like him, but we know that it's a bastardization of the yeah <laughs> the Eel language and the dialect. Ugh. Um, Marketing, but the sele- yeah, they're getting it for free. But we do love blooming onions. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. Uh, Salar de Uyuni in Bolivia. Damn, that one's. Oh, that's one of the cracked-looking ones where it's like got water on top of it, and then all the cracks appear in the surface from the water drying up. And it's it's also known as the Great Salt Desert. Hmm. That's one salty desert. Oh, yeah. One salty desert with one salty sea. The Chihuahua Desert. <laughs> oh, there's a dog named after that one. Um, <laughs> or is it named after the dog? Who um, knows? Mm, we'll mm, never know. No, nobody's <laughs> ever going to know. If you figure that out, leave it in the comments below. <laughs> uh, the White Desert in Farafra, Egypt. Now, this is interesting because it's all white sand. It almost looks like snow. That's what White Sands looks like out in New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. And you've oh. been there. Oh, you know the uh, first scene oh. in the first Transformers movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, yeah. With the scorpion Transformer that's, like, jumping out of the sand and back into yeah, the sand? Yeah, yeah. They shot that at White Sands. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Fun fact. Uh, I mean, Egypt. The last one is in Egypt, and it's for like, Afra. Mm. And it's uh, that's a I, neat... I think the Egyptian desert might be the most famous because it's got pyramids in it. That's a neat looking rock there. You know what else is a neat looking rock? What a butte. Have you ever been to a butte, Ryan? I've never been to a butte. Big Jacob. old butte. A big old butte in the sky, or like you see a a butte walking down the street, and you're like, wow, that's a butte. <laughs> um. Butte? Mm, look at that honking butte. No, it's B-U-T-T-E. Oh, B-U-T-T-E, like butt-E. <laughs> sure. A butte is an isolated hill with steep sides and a flat top, similar to but narrower than a mesa. And uh, go ahead, there's a little uh, noise icon next to butte. You click that? Butte. Oh, butte. Yep. So that is how you pronounce it. Butte. Butte. Turns out there's also a Butte County in California. <clears throat> cool. That is. That's in a desert, Ryan. A Butte. Oh, that's one of these. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's like what that you would see butte. in like Wiley Coyote. That specific picture, actually, I've done a watercolor painting of before. Wait, this one? Yeah, I did it for my watercolor slash. It was like, a, it was like sort of like a.